Hello, and welcome to What's Your Deal? My name is Ariana Lenarski, and this is the podcast where we read tarot for special guests. I am a professional tarot reader in Los Angeles. I'm also a writer and a musician, and I love tarot. I think it's a spiritual practice that can also be used to be kind of like a mirror, a compassionate mirror to see what's going on in your own life. So we're going to be using the cards today to delve into the mysteries of a very special guest. Sitting across from me today is a very special guest, Charlene de Guzman, an actor and writer who starred and wrote in her first feature film, Unlovable, which is now streaming everywhere. Hi, Charlene. Hi. Thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. It's very exciting for me to have you here today because I think of you as someone who is in my coven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the name of the text. Of the text thread. That's right. We are in a we are in a text thread with the three. A with text coven. A text coven. It's me and you and our friend Tara Shu. <laughs> um, Charlene and I met in 2014, I want to say. 2013, 2014. And it's interesting because both of us are in the entertainment industry and you know, want to want to be or were planning to be writers and actresses or comedians and things like that, and then kind of fell into also reading cards and reading tarot. Um, Charlene is also a reader of oracle cards as well as tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was curious if you wanted to share a little bit about your journey with that. Maybe I don't know if journey is too corny of a word to say. <laughs> <laughs> of, um, well, it was crazy because um, once I kind of woke up and, and got my shit together and, uh, you know, I went into recovery for my addictions and uh, got sober from them and kind of had this kind of awakening um, at the same time really scary things kind of started <laughs> happening and you know that because I would tell you about them but I started having experiences with like um, spirits or you know <laughs> just weird things that I was experiencing and seeing and hearing and all that kind of stuff and um, later realized that uh, there were some spiritual gifts that were kind of starting to happen and once I stopped resisting them and like leaning into them and learning how to manage them, I realized that I was able to help people by giving them readings. Mm -hmm. And my memory of it is like, you and I, I believe, met at a party? Mm -hmm. Or no, it was like a show in someone's backyard that we were both performing in. And we exchanged numbers. And I remember that uh, I think I'm, you know, we exchanged numbers, but didn't like talk or anything. And then I think I tweeted something about recovery or addiction, like as a joke. And you yeah. just texted me. That was like the first text you ever sent me. It was like, <laughs> you said, you an addict? <laughs> and you used you, like. The letter U. <laughs> and maybe even like a space between addict and the question mark. <laughs> like totally like a weird. Yeah. T- <laughs> and, I, and I remember thinking like. Oh, I don't know, and I and I think I wrote back maybe, <laughs> and I think you had just started to go into recovery yes. for addiction. Yeah, and I had just um, I never attended any meetings or anything like that, but I was starting to understand. I was starting to go through what they call in astrology your Saturn return, which is like a major 
it's the the time in your life when you start to really look at your coping mechanisms and be like, oh my God, these things are breaking down. And yes, I can't live my life the way I've been living it. Um, and we met each other like right when and it we're seemed both kind like, of like in that. Yeah, yeah. Our worlds were like falling apart. Right. And I felt like I was losing my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that was, it felt like a lot of it was that I had been denying how much pain I was in Mm -hmm. and had been mm, doing things that were doing anything to run away from that. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's usually like going towards at the time was like going towards anger, you know, like starting fights with people and getting really angry instead of looking at my own um, pain. Yeah. But I remember we would text all the time about the our own recovery mm-hmm. processes and then and you know and that was really great and then I remember getting a text so I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was I remember I was working really late um, I was a personal assistant at the time and I was working in my boss's office it was very late he wasn't there and I think it was something like I think there's someone in my room <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like something like that and I said who or so, you know, and you told me that you felt that there was a spirit there, and I remember really being on a on a line. Like I remember being like, "Is my friend okay?" Like I have to think about how I was going to handle this situation because, on the one hand, I didn't think it would be appropriate to like deny your reality or something like that. But also, if you were in trouble, I didn't want to like be like enable you. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I was like, "Is is that?" Is that spirit or is that presence telling you to hurt yourself or anyone else yeah, in any like, way? Yeah, the safety check. Yes, that was the safety yeah. check. And you were like, no. And then I, part of me was like, well, then who gives a yeah. shit? <laughs> like, yeah, and that was know. like the whole year that I did not sleep at all because that's how terrified I was at the end of the night because so many little things would be happening. And can you explain what that what that literally looked like or like what were you literally seeing or hearing or feeling or um, anything like, like that? feeling an energy being like woken up in the night because like feeling like something is next to me uh, lights twinkling lights uh, electronics and lights flashing on and off um, sounds um, the same kind of themes running in my dreams mm-hmm. it was a scary time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all happening I had no idea what was going on and then I started seeing different mediums and they're like oh yeah that's like normal Mm -hmm. and so then after that what what changed instead of you feeling just scared then did anything happen where you began to speak directly to well try to speak directly to whatever it is you what i had learned from other people was that the way that you set boundaries in real life you can do that with the spirit world and it's like you have you have the power so you can say like when i'm going to bed I don't want any action. Like, you can try to contact me during the daytime, but, like, I'm closed when I go to sleep or, you know, stuff like that. And it actually stopped it. Then that's good, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think I myself, I've never seen any apparitions or anything like that. I've woken up in the middle. I've woken up very late at night. And I think what usually happens to me is that um, I, it's very similar to when you are daydreaming or like having, or, or just dreaming in general. Um, you can, you feel like you're being told something. It's like something that I think everyone experiences. It's similar to just thinking like intrusive Mm -hmm. thoughts or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and um, I always feel like I want to reconcile make believe with adults in some ways mm-hmm. because it's something we all do as kids where we're playing and it seems very re- and it is real mm-hmm. whatever it is that we're imagining or the worlds that we go into are like 100% real mm-hmm. and then that kind of for some reason everyone sh- kind of shifts away from that when they grow up right but it's yeah. still pre- it's still happening and it's still present and i think that's the try that's the the key to trying to reconcile with your own childhood or whatever it is that you experienced when you were young. Yeah, whatever you're trying to run away from. Whatever you're trying to run away from. Um, And I always think of it as like, I'm a musician and I hear music in my head all the time. Mm -hmm. And people are fine with that. But if I feel like I sense um, something that is speaking, that's considered strange I was like well what's the difference I'm literally hearing music in my head all the time mm-hmm. so what's the difference but again I do think it is like if there's a voice telling you to hurt someone or someone else like that's yeah that's something different that's something different that's, that's like, what's that's something that helped me get through all of it too where was that everyone I talked to about it said that like it wasn't bad and it wasn't gonna hurt me whatever it is it's like if you set the intention that you're here for the highest good and that you are only open to like the light and love, then, like that's all that'll come in. Mm-hmm. It's again of like setting your intention and setting your boundary. And being comfortable with being a creative person, mm-hmm. I think. Because I think a lot of it is like, if you can be, you're channeling this, you're also like creating, you're creating this experience and you should be comfortable with mm-hmm. that. Like just be okay with it. Yeah. Um, So now, as you're giving readings to people, do do you feel any kind of like um, pressure to maintain one persona that's like a comic persona and then another one that's the reading? Like, how do you reconcile the two? It's so interesting because it's. Once I got into recovery and then all that stuff came up, that was, like, a big change. And then, like, now that, like, a big part of my thing now, too, is just, like, the readings and then, like, my advice column and, like, all this, like, positive stuff, sometimes spiritual stuff. And it's, like, I think people got confused. I remember when it started, someone tweeted, uh, are you taking new meds? Because it's just, like, so different than, like, what I used to tweet about, like, wanting to die all the time and being depressed. And it actually, and it's still a process of just accepting that, like, I'm changing, which is a big part of life, and to lean into it and, like, mm-hmm. be okay with it and know that, you know, whoever is, likes this is, like, are meant to like it and, you know, it's just going to change. But it, it has been interesting because if I'm being very authentic with myself, it's, like, this kind of stuff, like, is what I love the most and I want to do in all my work. And um, it's funny how when I do, when I do feel sad and I'll tweet about that, it's funny how that'll still always get like the most likes and stuff. Yeah, I think it's very, it's still very relatable. Right. I guess. But I think I like showing that like you can feel different things and it's okay. Yeah. I think that is what gets lost sometimes is that you you either have to be totally depressed and unhappy right. or you're spiritually like yeah. 
and there's just no in between yeah. or something like that, which is not true at all. Like, yeah, I think it was all. cool to like let go at some point of like, I don't need to try to be some character anymore. Like, yeah. I'm just going to be myself. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Also, there's a lot that's funny in witchcraft. Like, it's a very, oh, like, I, well, you and I were like playing with a Ouija board. Yeah. Charlene <laughs> like, gave me a pendulum, which is something you use. How would you describe it? It's a long crystal on a chain that's shaped like a teardrop at the end. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. And if you hold it in a particular way, you can see it swinging back and forth. You ask a question, it'll swing one way for yes, and it'll turn in a circle for no, or like something like that. So we were messing around asking questions. And then I said, why don't we like make our own Ouija board so we can see if it'll like go to different letters and stuff like that to spell stuff out. So we sat down and like made a little Ouija board ourselves that we wrote down and started to try to let the crystal go around the different letters. And I think we both got headaches like while we were doing it. Oh, yeah, it, it was, was like crazy. really intense. And we asked, um, uh, who are you or what what are you, what are you who are we talking to and it spelled out a i d e which is aid and i got really i was like oh my god that's crazy and i like walked away <laughs> i was like an aid an aid is someone trying to help us and we're like oh who who is it and then it spelled out lord and we were like lord yeah. <laughs> it was like jesus like <laughs> and it was like no and it was like no no not jesus and then it was spelling out c a c a c a and you were like, Kaka? <laughs> and we're like, Lord Kaka? And it was like such a weirdly crude, strange moment of like, Lord Kaka? That sounds like an <laughs> eight-year-old coming through the board, like trying to be cute with yeah. us or something. Or like we contacted like a child. And I was kind of mad. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, who's telling us that they're Lord Kaka? Like, I feel like someone is pulling our leg. Um... But at the same time now, whenever I see something gross and weird and, like, bizarre, I'm always like, it's just Lord Kaka. Like, that's just... Yeah, I've been kind of using it now as, like, a its own adjective of, like, dumb eh, stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> life is really fucking dumb. Like, this is a stupid... This is stupid. That's the It's thing. stupid that Don't we're alive. Don't take it so seriously because it's all so stupid. Yeah. And honestly, none of it's real. <laughs> This isn't even real right now. What do you right mean? Now. What are you talking about? <laughs> this isn't even real. So. <laughs> Here's my question. What do you have a question about? What do you want to know about today? Oh, my gosh. Because I'm going to read your tarot. Well, I want to know what it is I need to know right now because that's always my priority. Okay. I, I trust whatever the cards want me to know. What I've been thinking about lately, probably career and money. Okay. So maybe we'll have a discussion about that. Yeah. Um, okay, let me think if there's anything else I want to ask you about at this time. Is anything else coming to mind for you about your experiences with witchcraft or the occult? Um, I think I want to make clear that before any of this, just know that I didn't, like, believe in anything. I didn't believe really in, like, a higher power. Like, I was raised Catholic, so then that was really traumatizing. And then I thought all of that was, like, I had a resentment toward all of that stuff. And then um, 
I didn't believe in anything magical or mystical because I was depressed and I was miserable and like I um, stayed in that suffering. And it wasn't until I like had to get desperate enough that I was open to anything. And it was so weird that once I got open to like the universe or, you know, magical things and miracles that like it all started to happen. And then like it ends up being so fun and exciting that it's hard not it's hard to go backwards and not believe in it anymore because it's just it's so real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, a part of me is, like, I barely even know what it is I believe in. Like, I I guess I'm never going to be the type of person that's, like, going to flat out say, like, I believe in magic, even though I'm sitting here wearing a witch's hat doing, mm-hmm. like, a tarot podcast. <laughs> like, there's a part of me that's, like, I, you never really ask a little kid, like, do you believe in what's happening, right? Like, right. when they're playing make-believe, yeah. they're just playing with their toys or whatever, and you don't go up to them and you go, like, do you believe in what you're doing right now? Like, I feel like the kid is just sort of, like, uh... He's being present to it. Yes. So a part of me thinks that's all I really believe in is... Mm, having fun that's right because i have i seriously have at least like 10 magical experiences a day yeah there's sort of like unexplainable things and it's like it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter like there's it's like who cares like it's just fun to just me. have fun it just so. it feels so much better than all the energy it used to take me to hate everything and hate people who love <laughs> themselves and hate people who believe in things and hate people who are positive that was so much more energy and it was so exhausting and it feels so much better to just like be chill like <laughs> be okay with everybody and what they're doing because everyone's exactly where they're supposed to be and just like stay in my own lane and have my own fun right i'm not that chill <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will read the tarot of Charlene de Guzman. Hi, welcome back to What's Your Deal? We are sitting with Charlene de Guzman. We're going to read her tarot. So Charlene, what I'd like you to do is take these cards and shuffle them while you think about whatever it is that you'd like guidance about. And as you shuffle, just let us know kind of what's on your mind as you're shuffling. Well, first I'm saying, please, like I'm open to whatever it is I need to know. Um, but honestly, just any reassurance about where I am and what I'm going through and just any like reassurance, confirmation, encouragement, um, especially like regarding career and money would be awesome. Okay. So we're going to try to get this a shot. I'm going to say a brief prayer over these cards. So now we're going to give Charlene a 10 card mm-hmm. Celtic Cross. <laughs> so she <laughs> is already getting some cards that are funny to us. So, um, oh, okay. At, well. at the heart of the matter is, okay, let me just do the whole spread. Then. Wow. Okay. Damn. Well. well. Sorry that we're just saying things out loud and not Jesus. saying quite yet what they are. Okay. So, Charlene has her head in her hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we this go. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So here we have at the heart of the matter. So Charlene is asking about career. At the heart of the matter, we have the page of pentacles, which is a picture of a little kid holding a pentacle high. All the pages are childlike energy. And pentacles is always about money and the real world, the material world and things like that. The page of pentacles usually indicates like a new job. It indicates a new experience of being comfortable with money in a way where you don't have any baggage or anything like that. So um, it's a it's a positive card that asks you to be trusting and to be to make your dreams into reality and every, everything like that. Charlene's like, rolling I just her rolled eyes. my eyes. <laughs> it's the same message. All it's the, the same message. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> then uh, it's crossed by a card of a figure with ten swords in their back, plunged it's very into their intense. back. It's very intense. It's kind it's of very triggering traumatic. if you're not feeling very good about yourself. Yeah, um, it's one of the most <laughs> typical tarot cards that you see in spooky mm-hmm. movies where someone just looks so dead uh, <laughs> and looks like the future is truly um, not going to bear well for them. But actually this card is a card of melodrama because it is so intense. Um, this is often a card where when you see all these 10 swords in this person's back, you ask, do they really need 10 swords in their back? Like that seems so overdramatic. And indeed there is a sense of mm, feeling too stressed out or, you know, just like overdoing it. It's like at, at some point it's like enough is enough. Um, all 10s usually indicate the ends of cycles too. So I always do think of this card as the end of anxiety in some ways mm. since swords represent the mind. So uh, for both these cards to be at the heart of the matter, it seems like it's saying, I know that um, a new phase of how I look at money is coming into my life. So how can I move through the last of the old anxieties that I have that feel sort of like overblown at this point? Couldn't you know it I mean? be more spot on. Uh-huh. <laughs> it couldn't be more perfect card. So in the past position is the reverse queen of pentacles, which to me, the past position is always the... Um, the lessons that are leaving your life or the things that are fading a little bit. And when the Queen of Pentacles is upright, she's very big hearted. She's very in tune with the material world and herself. Again, it's another figure sitting on a it's a figure sitting on a on a throne holding another pentacle, which is like a yellow circle with a star on it. And this always indicates the material world. Um, when it's reversed, it's a lot about not having self-trust. And that's, yeah, sorry. <laughs> like Rolling my eyes yeah. again. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot about uh, everything that's fading in the past from you is these ideas that self-trust is just not possible for you, that on some level self-trust is impossible until you have money. You There is no self-trust unless you have money to support yourself. Like that's basically the, the mm, myth is fading away from you, which you are aware of. Um, in the conscious position, which is what you already know or your goal or everything that is strength reverse. So there's like a part, strength is a figure, a woman in a white dress who's old, holding up in the mouth of a lion. Um, and this is a card that says that strength is not really about muscles or physical strength. It's more about patience and forbearance. And when it's reversed, it's sort of like, uh, you don't want to have patience. <laughs> Like you're aware on some level that you're like, let's just go. Like, what are we waiting for? Why won't yeah. my will yep. <laughs> just like, yep. Yep. why yep. can't yep. we yep. barrel through this? Like, why, why, why won't my will just get me to where I want to be? Um, and it, it's interesting in the unconscious position or the uh, maybe the right word is subconscious position that's lying more latent is the reverse seven of swords and seven of swords 
when it's upright is usually a card of hidden dishonor. It's usually a card of like procrastinating or thinking you have to do things alone. Being, yeah, being a lone wolf about a situation. This card has a right. figure where he's holding swords by their blades and running away as if with a smug, with a smugness on his face as if those blades are not gonna cut his own hands. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, usually when this comes up upright, it's, you know, you're not communicating the truth to yourself or to others in some way. And when it's reversed, it's like knowing that um, there's, n there's really nothing left that's like that in your life. You're not isolated anymore. You are not doing things on your own anymore. You are letting, do you know what I mean? You're letting go of thinking that you have to cut corners to solve your problems. Yeah. So even though you know, even though there's consciously you're like, I'm impatient, like, let's go, like, even further from that is an understanding like, well, mm -hmm. I'm just impatient because I know at this point in my life, I'm not going to cut corners anymore. I'm not going to do it the easy way. I'm going to mm -hmm. do it the way I know. And I'm by actually by I don't mean the easy way. I mean, uh, the cheap way. Mm -hmm. Like you're you don't want to live a cheap life. Right. And that's what's that's what why things are taking a little longer than <laughs> Yeah, this is so spot on. <laughs> um, so in the future position is the Page of Cups, another little page energy, a little sweet little guy. So this is a very, um, I mean, it's a pretty frank uh, message since pages always do deliver a message. It's saying in the future position that this is really a time for you to be open, to be loving, to be caring and not, and to live from a totally heart-based place, mm. like not from a material-based place, yeah. but an emotional-based place and a creative-based place. This little guy has a fish that's jumping out of his cup. He looks like a hipster <laughs> wearing <laughs> wearing a weird hat. It looks like he has a pet fish, um, just like a hipster in Silver Lake or something like that. But, he's, but he is a very sweet guy and is trying to deliver you a message of connection and love. So you... Um, your challenge is to just be really open to that, mm -hmm. basically, which might not be the easiest thing in the world. The card representing you is the emperor reversed. So um, when the emperor is upright, he's the ultimate like control figure, authority figure, con uh, making sure all of the chaos is being put in it, synthesized and put into its proper place. And reversed is it can mean one of two things. It can either mean that you're letting go of a lot of control issues, which I think is... I think that's right because yeah. we, we already talked about the reverse seven of swords mm -hmm. of you letting go of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So le actually, I, I, I understand what this is. You're letting go of control issues that didn't really help you out. And now you're becoming, you're learning about how to create structures that actually help mm, your own life flow more easily in a way that's more just to you and is more connected to your purpose. Does that make sense? Yep. So <laughs> it's just like it's so it's yeah, like just so spot on. Like. Um, in your environment, it's this is an interesting card to see environment. Another really intense card. This is a card of a man, or actually it could be a man or a woman sitting in bed upright with their head in their hands, as nine swords are above them in a very dramatic fashion. It looks very dark. It looks very sad. And a lot of times this does validate that. It validates the times in your life where you're staying up late at night and you're worried all the time. I mean, this is like what remi would remind me of when you start to hear those mm -hmm. spirits. Mm -hmm. um, but again, swords are always matters of the mind. So this really is about mental distress mm -hmm. rather than anything else. 
a lot of times at the heart of this card is love, which I think gets lost because very much with this card, usually people are like, the world is a terrible place, like nothing is going right. I have so much anguish and so much anxiety. But um, that's not really, you know, that's not the whole truth of the world. There's a lot of beauty in the world and a lot of love in the world. And the, the, the pain comes at having to hold both those things in your heart, that life can be so beautiful and also so tragic at the same time or difficult. So love is really at the heart of that matter. And when it's reversed, I think it is showing you that, <clears throat> I think it's showing that there are many, peop many people in your life who are still struggling with just being okay, admitting how stressed out they are or admitting their own anguish or admitting what they're worried about. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like people are trying to keep a, a happy face or something like that. But I think there's a, you're surrounded by people who are don't believe that they have permission to show how um, much pain they're in. Mm. But they can come to you to do that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So um, that kind of shows you the the power that you have as you're figuring out your own purpose that you're not you're not you know you're never really alone with <coughs> your own pain everyone else is also experiencing very similar anguish do you know mm -hmm, what i mean mm -hmm. are you yeah. seeing that reflected in absolutely people in your life yeah at this time yeah um in the hopes and fears position <laughs> is a hilarious card for this. <laughs> I mean, it just directly answers your question. Yeah. This is the ultimate independent, financially secure woman. Uh, she's, I, she's great. Yeah. I, uh, she is wearing a long, beautiful golden gown. She's surrounded by pentacles. She's holding a hawk in her hand that she's tamed, signifying that she's like tamed her baser emotions. She's very refined. She listens to people, but she does things her own way. And it's interesting to me that this is a hope and a fear. So what is the fear? Right. That's my question. Hmm. It's not a rhetorical question. I'm really curious about what do you think is the fear of embodying like such a... I think the fear that always comes up with all this stuff for me is just that, and again, kind of going back to the Ten of Swords card, just like the victim-y feeling of like, maybe I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I'm some exception to this where I'm not good enough and I can never have... All these things that I want. Mm -hmm. So even as it could be happening, not being able to believe it. Yeah. That it could be so. Um, that perhaps seeing this is even angering of like, well, then why, why wasn't I, why wasn't I born this way? Mm -hmm. Why has it been such a long struggle to be the independent person that I've wanted to be or something like that? Yeah. Grieving the, the lack of that. Yeah. For the first half of your life. Yeah. And maybe like some entitlement stuff coming up too, where it's like, why don't I have that by now? I thought I did everything I was supposed to do. I've done, mm -hmm. struggled through all this stuff and did all this work and made all this stuff. And like, why aren't I there yet? Like mm -hmm. there's that, I feel like little girl inside of me, like just like wondering and then making it personal of like, oh, because I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... <laughs> So it looks like since you're going to be entering such a heart-based place, it seems to me like that will be the key that there is still a moment where you are being asked to either receive love or give love mm. and that that is going to continue to – it's not going to be so career-based. Right. 
Yeah. Or that's the that's the like pin. That's like the little driving yeah, and factor. It's still, the like the same message that I keep getting is just like chase the connection, not the money or career, yes. and that stuff will follow. Yeah. Um, and you'll be happy as a result. Like that's <laughs> that's <laughs> like, what real happiness is. Yeah. yeah. Like you get kind of lost in that that really this is what you want anyway and i'm saying what you want as the page of cups and the sense of connection and love and fulfillment Mm -hmm. and allowing people to touch you touch Mm -hmm. your heart Mm -hmm. and for you to touch the heart of others um (laughs) and it's funny how to me it's saying like once you can accept that you are secure and that you are uh, this woman at heart this secure woman you'll be able to let your heart be touched by others and her and yourself and of course uh the card in the overall outcome is a card that both charlene and i've seen many times <laughs> and has stressed us out for many months and even years the five of pentacles for sure one of the worst i'm sorry i shouldn't say the worst but it is one of the most intense cards in the deck it is snowing on this card there are orphans walking in the snow they look completely decrepit one of them and starving. has crutches one of them has crutches they're not looking at each other truly a dire suffering you're <laughs> suffering through this card suffering through this card and it's not only material suffering it's a spiritual suffering of just like i am not good enough nothing i ever do will be good enough there is a hole in me that can never be filled it's not enough it's not enough i cannot meet my own needs no one can meet my own needs in fact no one has ever met my needs mm. uh has never and this is usually something that's carried down from generations it's like your family believed this and now you believe this and it's alcoholism it's addiction it's like everything so but of course the always the 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 um turnaround with this card is there's a church in the back or there's you know just some kind of uh center in the back where there's a stained glass window with the pentacles in the window and you get the sense that these orphans were just to look up they could go inside and get food they could get shelter they could get anything that they needed and when this card comes up it's the sense of like you aren't alone anymore this has been brought up to tell you that it's time for you to ask for help and to be comfortable not only with getting it, but also being disappointed. Yeah. And I think that's something that people don't like to admit is that sometimes you'll ask for help and it's not going to work out and that's fine. Like, it's okay to be disappointed. You're no longer like a child. Yeah. Disappointment is okay. Um, and eventually, and I know this is true with you as well, you look at this card and you see that you're the church, like you're the person that can give hmm. to anyone. You are actually this place of spiritual healing. That's a positive way to look at it. It is. I feel <laughs> like it's the truth. Like I feel like at this point, once you start to know that you're embodying this refuge for others, that on that you have much more mm. to give than. I like that. That's that's very, like the way that I'm hearing my ego say it, it's like that's really nice of you to frame it that way. I mean, like, it's true. It is probably true. Though. I. It's definitely true. <laughs> well, I'll just say to get honest, like all of this is very spot on just because I am in a place right now where I'm like super working like I'll I'll keep it vague but I'm basically like working a very serious program about (laughs) like money and like the spiritual aspects of it and like so this is very spot on just in terms of having to be patient and um, you know, getting more into the love versus the material and then like not doing it alone and like allowing for help, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty spot on. Sorry. Yeah. 
Sorry, sorry not sorry. sorry uh, yeah, sorry, not sorry. That should have been the name of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any questions about anything else that I should pull for you? So am I going to be okay? Yeah. Yeah. But we can pull a card. I know I ask that every Here, time I talk ask. to you. <laughs> you do. Should I and stop I think you this is the that? point of like you are okay. I know that's yeah. always the lesson too of like you're okay no matter what. Well, I'm sure we'll get a funny answer. Right. I'm going to ask, is yeah. Charlene going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, hell yeah. Pretty. I'm going to be more than okay. Well, it's funny. It is a bit of a snarky answer where it's like it's the six of wands which shows a person wearing a wreath and they have um, – <laughs> they're on a horse and they've clearly like won a battle or something like that and – uh, this is the card of like, yes, you've won. <laughs> you won life. Are you happy now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very much like a, ooh, the glory is yours. But I always feel like this card is snarky, that it's like, yes, it's a game and you won here's it. Here's your okay? damn parade. Yeah, here's your parade. You won. This is what you wanted, right? It's a binary, right? You're either fine or you're not, right? And like, that's <laughs> what that is. <laughs> Just making sure. So it's saying like, yes, you're fine. <laughs> Um, that's reassuring I think it's reassuring I wanted reassurance and I guess got it and you got it well thank you so much for coming on <laughs> <laughs> thanks for shaking up my world where can again. people find you for a reading if oh. they want to um, so if you want to book a reading with me or just check out what I do you can go to charlenejoy.com um, and uh, find me on twitter charlene charlene and how is what? How are your readings different from the ones that we're doing here? Just so people can know the difference. Well, ju just so you know, it's super chill because it happens over text, um, and I use um, these specific oracle cards, and um, you know, basically just tell you what you need to know right now. And so they're very confirming and will help you feel better about where you're at and moving forward. So I suggest you try it out. Go check her out, everybody. Thank you again so much for Thank you. coming on. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.